Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey everybody, this is Ryan. Welcome to the Adulting with Asperger's podcast. Um, today we have a conversation with a gentleman named Jean-Francois, or JF, from Montreal. He's, um, well, as you'll hear, he is in his 50s and is has been dealing with depression for years and has been doing research and, and found that he is autistic, is on the spectrum, and he... At the time of this phone call, he's going tomorrow to see his psychiatrist and psychologist um, about to talk to them about autism, about Asperger's. So, uh, an interesting conversation. Um, I want to apologize to JF. The, the the I don't know how it happened, but the early the first maybe ten minutes of our conversation got cut off. It didn't record, so which is really a bummer because it was really interesting, the stuff you were talking about, and I, I, I apologize. but um, So anyway, for those listening, it just sort of jumps in in the middle of the conversation. Um, sorry about that. I don't know what happened there. Um, but we, we we do pick up and, and talk about a, a bunch of interesting things. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy. This is our second uh, conversation with someone else out there. Um, we, we talked to Jerry in Texas last time, and now JF in Montreal, and I, I'm really grateful for for you guys taking the time, and I really appreciate the insights and, and, and the clarity and everything that, that I'm getting from these conversations with you, as well as just the feeling of sort of camaraderie, of just knowing that, that there are other weirdos like me in the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate that. So anyway, um, everyone enjoy the conversation. Thanks again, JF, for taking the time. Good luck tomorrow. And, you know, we'll, we'll all be, <laughs> as we talked about in the podcast, sending thoughts and prayers. And, um, yeah, we'll follow up with you again next time or, or at a later date. And, uh, yeah, anyway, so here it is, everybody, uh, my conversation with, with JF. Thanks very much. I was just saying, is that, sure, man, that's me. That's me, so. Yeah. It's freaky. It's like, okay, where's my free will? Mm-hmm. It's like my behavior, my actions are governed by this thing. Yeah. If it does turn out to be this, which I'm pretty much sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, I had the, the like, I, like I talked about that same um, <clears throat> experience. Like I, I read a few articles and written by people with Asperger's and I just was reading them thinking I could have written this you know like everything they talked about was exactly how I how I felt how I thought my, what my experience were and and then um, I think I, I, I've talked about this book a bunch but the 
Philip Wiley book, Late Diagnosis of Asperger's. I, I picked that up a couple months ago and I swear every page I was just like, oh my God, this is me. <laughs> this is my life. Like this is every single thing he said in that book. I was like 90 plus percent of it. I could relate to 100%, you know? Um, yeah. 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 I, I'm not having the same experience with uh, another book. Uh, I'm going to read like five, six pages and I have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just too much. Which book is that? Um... Wait, I'll put you for a second on sure. speakerphone. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm just loading the book. Recognizing the Asperger's syndrome, autism affecting the eyes. Quite simple. Yeah. Recognizing that. Yeah. Uh, the author, if you want the author. Sure. Trevor Patmore. Okay. I'll look that one up. Is that in French or English? It's in English. Okay. Yeah. And what was, just so just I get it again, what was the name of that condition you talked about? The, the word? Uh, dyssynchrony, D-Y-S-S-Y-N-C-H-R-O-N-Y. Okay, dyssynchrony. I'm going to look that up. That's, that's oh, pretty interesting. When I looked for the uh, the, the, the English uh, translation, I found the word, the word exists, but all it talked about was heart-related problems. Oh, okay. And uh, the theory, the uh, a French psychiatrist, came up with this uh, theory and it's not officially recognized and it it has nothing to do with Asperger's because yeah. those kids they have a normal development uh, yeah. when it comes to emotional and uh, yeah. matricity it's just that they have a superior development uh, yeah. of their intellectual capacities yeah well, it's, 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 I mean, I, I find that fascinating because, you know, as, as we go down these rabbit holes and learn and research and different videos I've watched and things I've read, and it, it's just, I, I find it fascinating the different other conditions that a lot of people with Asperger's have. Like, you know, it's very common for people with Asperger's to also have ADHD. Like, I, I think it's a really high percentage, like 80 or 90 percent or something crazy like that, which which I, I, I think I have, too. Like, I'm fully sure of it, actually. Um, and then, you know, like anxiety and depression and other things are common, I'm finding. And, you know, so I, I'm curious about this other thing and like if, if that might be something, you know, we'll, we'll see with other people, too. I don't know. But so one of the reasons we decided to talk is is. Because you messaged me, you, you, you posted on our, our Facebook group that you're going tomorrow, and I thought, God, this is such a, a big day, and I, I kind of wanted to talk about that, because at, at the support group that I, I go to, one of the people I was speaking with there that has been through this diagnosis process a couple years ago, and I think she was in her 40s, um, and she gave me some advice and said, you know, when you go to these meetings with these doctors, like take a copy of your AQ test like go through some of these books and photocopy the checklists and highlight the parts that apply to you and so you so that you go in there with armed with information because they might when you walk in their assumption is that you do not have Asperger's you know what I mean and 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 they're they're gonna like I don't know I found this with my my own doctor when I went and talked to my my GP about it and said, I, I want a referral to a psychiatrist. I, I think I have Asperger's and he was just pretty dismissive and, and kind of went, well, why do you think you have it? And I kind of rattled off a few of the symptoms and he's like, well, you know, everybody feels like that sometimes. And so he just sort of figured, I don't know what he thought, but was very dismissive about it. And I, I was sort of expecting that, but at the same time, it made me feel like part of my personality and I think it's common with people with Asperger's is that I, uh, we, we I feel like I can be convinced of things by other people relatively easily you know and I can walk into a room knowing what I want to say but then someone else can have an idea and like 
they'll just sort of railroad me out and then I walk out of the room and I'm like I don't even know what just happened but I didn't get to say any of the things that I know are true and I just it was like they sort of convinced me that I was imagining things and then I'm like but I I know I'm not like what just happened because it's like I don't I don't know how to sort of stand up for myself or how to engage in a conversation without being sort of pushed over you know not only that it's easy for well I'll speak for myself but it's easy for me to start doubting if somebody else doubts yes something I say uh, it's easy for me to doubt too because I'm able to see every damn possibilities at the same time yeah that's so true yeah I know that there is place for doubt I know that sure so that's why tomorrow morning when I get in my because uh, I'm meeting both psychologists and psychiatrists at the same time when I'll be walking in that office uh, it's going to be okay this is the only subject on the agenda today and if you disagree with that or if you try to dismiss it in any which way like tell me right now because I'm walking out yeah I'm walking out and I'm going to private sector and I'll pay yeah. to get it if I have to but. sure now how and, yeah. have you talked to them about this before uh, no because the previous psychiatrist I was seeing uh, I have a friend um, who has a, an autistic kid yeah. and um, we would talk about what his child was going through um how he seemed to felt to feel and I could relate a lot and I thought I had uh, way too much insight uh, uh, and my friend said yeah maybe you should get tested for, for yeah. office I thought he meant it as a joke so I, uh, I just like put that put that in the back of my mind and I never really gave it things any serious thought yeah uh, but um, at one time I mentioned it to my previous psychiatrist and she told me no if uh, you had been autistic you would never have a depression you would not have had depression yeah yeah that yeah. doesn't make sense to me no it doesn't and when I learned about the numbers you know, that rabbit hole I was talking about yeah when I learned about the numbers I got like a mix of a meltdown and I got so fired up so full of like, anger and rage yeah oh my god what were the numbers uh like oh, you, you, just generally I like you don't have to on the TED talk on the TED talk the numbers came from uh the UK but the proportion of depression well depression is the, the uh, most prominent um, health uh, mental health problem uh, that is di- diagnosed in Asperger's yeah uh, in people with Asperger's yeah and they have like uh, twice uh, three times uh, the number of uh, suicide attempts than uh, neurotypical people have. Yeah, I can believe it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I was like, uh, I, won't, I won't repeat all that went through my mind, but... Yeah. Mm. I just find that surprising, because it's, it's, yeah, I mean, every every single person I've talked to with Asperger's is... <laughs> like deals with depression and anxiety like it seems like those are the two big things that everyone has you know uh, I've known like people have kids who are autistic but they're um, really deep on the spectrum really mm-hmm. far on the spectrum uh, but I've never known anybody who was who had Asperger's so the only image I have is uh, Rain Man or yeah. something that comes close to that yeah I know. I think that's one of the. I think I talked about this with someone the other time. Like, that was one of the things that prevented me for years from seeking this out because 
I, I would read these articles and, and think, God, like it sounds just like my brain, like articles written by people with Asperger's. But then I thought, well, I don't feel like I'm like Rain Man. Like I can walk around the world. I can function. I can talk to people. I can like I don't feel comfortable doing it, but I'm not like I'm not I don't have autism to the effect of like I'm sitting in a chair rocking. You know what I mean? Or like I can't right, speak right. like I'm able to I can go to the grocery store and, and buy bread you know like so I always kind of thought man well that's what everybody thinks that autism is so if I have it like there was part of me that was in denial myself but another part of me that just always thought like well even if I tried to you know accept this myself it's like the people in my life won't believe me you know what I mean because because the the well I guess one of the things that we all do so well is, is masking, <laughs> you know? Yeah, in all my life I've been told I was awkward or inadequate. So yeah. For me, that was it. Yeah, I'm socially awkward, socially inadequate, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I was always kind of told, like, I'm kind of a weirdo or I'm different or... And, and like, same with you, like, I, I you know, I am have a high intelligence, like, I, I've... I didn't join Mensa, but I went online and took all the tests and passed and was like, okay, you know, like, I was in enriched classes when I was a kid, like, so I just always thought, oh, I'm just kind of weird, I'm eccentric, I'm kind of just that kind of, you know, uh, gifted weirdo sort of personality, you know, but it's funny, because other things, like, I had somebody years ago that knew me in high school, and she's like, oh, you were such a snob in high school, and I'm like, because oh, yeah, and I'm like, why that. did you think I was a snob? She's like, well, you never talked to me, and I was like, I was terrified. <laughs> yeah, snob, pretentious because you don't smile, you don't look at people. You yeah, and they're yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in bars, in bars, going out in bars, trying to meet people. Yeah, and they're all like, oh, had I known you weren't a snob, I would have come and talked to you before. Yeah, yeah. And I like that's I had a I had a pretty serious um, issue with alcohol for for many many years, and that was why because I it was the only thing I could do. Like I I sort of I got this reputation as like the party guy, like the, the guy that's always drinking, you know. So it gave me like a license to sort of be like a little bit wild and silly and crazy, and because I could just be like, well, I'm just the wild drinking guy, you know. And it was the only way I could... I, I either had to be hiding in a corner or the center of attention. Like, I couldn't... I couldn't exist in that sort of comfortable middle ground where everyone else is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, I'm either I'm either in the shadows or I'm on center stage, you know? Yeah, and when you get to that, like, third drink, it's like... Where for me, it was, like, bliss. It felt like... It felt like my brain went on vacation. Yes. It's yeah, funny you mention like, that, because, yeah. You're slowing down at the oh, God, yeah. pace of everybody around you. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you mention that, because I used to always say the same thing. It was like, that sort of, the third beer is when it's like the magic starts. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then from like the third to like the fifth one, like the third, fourth, and fifth one, it's like the magic hour, you know? And then it starts to get messy. <laughs> I was probably um, I probably have some Irish blood in me because uh, it gets me for me it will get messy around the 10th or 12th oh really (laughs) yeah but then I go from like a very happy person to totally drunk yeah yeah like this like in an instant yeah wow so are you, are you, I hope you, you can, you don't have to answer if I ask any personal questions, but are you like, uh, married or live with anyone or have kids or any of that or? Uh, no, uh, and like, this makes me like a specialist in being awkward and weird and different, uh, cause I'm gay. Uh, so I don't have kids okay, at yeah. my age, very few guys my age, um, have kids. Yeah. Uh, I um, the longest relation I've been in lasted ten years. Okay. Uh, we break up like 
five years ago, but we're still roommates because we're we're best friends. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, that relationship ended not because of him, but uh, that relationship could have ended after two years. Uh, if I look back at the, the, the my pattern regarding relationships. Uh, yeah. Normally, after four months, I'm bored. Yeah. I'm. What am I doing in this thing? I have to get out of it. Yeah. And or I can like last up to two years, three, maybe four, but that's the maximum. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I, I've made a cross on that. Huh. I. I'm really. The. Uh, meeting people uh, at the store, the, 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 the guy or the lady behind behind the counter, counter when I pay, that's for me. That's social interaction. Uh, that's plenty of uh, interaction for me. Yeah. Or I'll get my social, whatever at work. Um, yeah. But the rest of the time, I'm totally fine being on my own. Yeah. Uh, I find that interacting with people will be is uh, an easy way for me to do it. Is online gaming. Okay. Yeah. I'm an avid gamer, um, and I discovered multiplayer online uh, like three years ago. Okay. And that I love. Yeah. Uh, so you can just like. Log out whenever you feel like it when you're done, and uh, you go online. You start playing if other people are there. Uh, you know, you you get together, you play, you have fun, and then that's it. So that that that's enough for me. Yeah. Do you like when you're playing? Do you end up interacting with the same people? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. That's kind of interesting. Are, are are you conversating like during? I, I'm not a gamer, so I'm not familiar. Like while you're gaming, are you are you talking or typing to each other? How does that work? Uh, we're talking. Okay, so you got like uh, headphones and a microphone on, sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, I guess it's like uh, making friends uh, the normal way you play. You find that you play well with. Uh, such and such person, uh, you keep playing with them, and you get to talk, you know, slowly. You get to talk a little bit from yeah. different uh, about different subjects and learn a bit more about them, and they ask you things. But the, the pressure is not on the conversation. Yeah, it's really um, you, you're there to play. Yeah. That's kind of nice, right? You've got the the conversation is secondary to to, and I guess a lot of the conversation is about what you're doing in the game too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you like, are there other people with autism in the gaming world that you've come across, or? There is one that I suspect. Yeah, I've yeah. yet to talk to him about it. Yeah. Uh, um, That I'm closer to. Uh, we have a mutual friend. I'm closer to that woman than I am to him. Yeah. So I'll probably talk to her about it first. Yeah. But Interesting. yeah, I think he is. Absolutely. Yeah. So back to um, tomorrow, and I, I'll, I'll try not to keep you for too much longer. But back. Back to tomorrow. Like, do you have anything planned in your head that that you want to present or talk about, or like anything written down, or just in your head about it? Yeah, I've taken notes from uh, uh, what I've read, what I've uh, seen, uh, like videos I've seen, talk mainly TED talks. Um, there's also uh, your podcast and. Uh, One that Jerry, I think, the guy from Denver. Yeah. From Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he talked about Aspicast. Yeah. Uh, that was the first podcast I listened to okay. about Aspergers, and it's really special because the guy talks about all the 
dirty, gritty stuff of Asperger's. You know, it's not like all the TED Talks are Asperger's are special. They're good. They're great. They're, you know. Yeah. So freaking positive. Yeah. And most of the time you you feel like shit inside. Yeah. And that guy only talks about that. So okay. it gets depressing uh, after a couple of episodes. Yeah. But it, for me at that time, that was the important thing I needed to hear. Yeah. To hear that somebody was going through the same things uh, that I was normal. Yeah. It's my normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's like, I don't talk, um, at least at this point, I don't talk about what uh, Asperger reality and normal reality. I'm talking about, uh, I have a different normal. Yeah. yeah. I have a, d- a different normal and uh, this is important to me in the context of um, working on depression because the base is not the same as a regular person yes socially um, asking me to diversify my activities is not a good idea yeah on this I'm typical Asperger as I'll get focused on something and I will go deep, deep, deep in it. Yeah. And I will start like everybody does that. You know, yeah. Subject interests you, you learn anything, everything you can about it. But no, yeah. I learned recently that that's not the case. Everybody does not do that. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go around, when I'm done with the subject, I'll run to something else and yeah. uh, the pattern will repeat. I'll go deep. I'd get all the information I can and then jump to the other. Yeah, I'm the same. So, I've got like sections in my bookshelves that are, it's like a whole section of like, oh, that was the like two years I was really into this subject and I've got like 30 books I read about it and now I don't care about that subject at all, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just, so. it's all in sections. Yeah. And I, 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 I really relate to what you said there about like, <clears throat> you know like trying to deal with depression and you can't deal with depression if you have Asperger's and you're not also looking at it from the perspective of having an Asperger's brain right because I you know I'm sort of the same like I've had depression and, and, and anxiety and all this stuff my whole life and, and trying to like treat the depression it's not working because you if you're trying to treat the depression as if it's depression occurring in a neurotypical brain, then you can't, you know, and that book I was talking about, the Philip Wiley book, he talks about that too, like people, that a lot of people with Asperger's end up, you know, being alcoholics or on drugs and and people will, will try to treat the substance abuse issue without knowing the person has Asperger's and it's like, it's... You're not going to cure your addiction unless you know where it's coming from, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I feel the same about like my depression. Like I, I feel like right now I've, I'm opening a window to like, oh, I can actually maybe get to like the root of that depression, as opposed to just sort of battling it on the surface that I've been doing for so long. You know? Yeah. 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 The differences are so subtle yet extremely important um, like I feel that what what is going to change uh, regarding my uh, the, my therapy yeah. um, is like now I'm going to be able to tell, tell the, the, the doctor okay don't try to make me into a roast beef the only ingredients I have can turn out um into a cake. Yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm never, I'm never gonna be a roast beef. I'm gonna be a freaking delicious carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm just stepping away from the computer for one second here. Um, don't go anywhere. Sorry, Jeff. I'm back. No problem. Um. Um, yeah, no, that makes total sense. Like, 
Like you can't, you can't, uh, yeah, the ingredients are what they are, right? Exactly, yeah. And this is the reason, like, I got to thinking, if there was a cure, would I, would I want to be cured? Yeah. No. No, a cure would only make me, uh, it sounds bad when I say it like that, but a cure would only make me ordinary. Yeah. And I don't want to be ordinary. Yeah. I managed to work out and to be this sometimes eccentric weirdo. Yeah. And I love it. I like yeah. that. Yeah, we talked, I guess you heard the conversation with Jerry, because we, we talked about that too, and, and, you know, same thing, like, I kind of feel like, I wish I could cure the depression and the anxiety and the, 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 yeah. the, the sensory processing issues and the, the things that, that make it hard, my, my executive functioning is, is, is terrible, and I, you know, I have, I have, issues with oh, just man, yeah. like the the administrative I, side of my life is, is constantly just a disaster I relate so much to that when you were talking about uh, paying bills uh, filing tax reports yeah and at one moment in one of the episodes you said if it's not if I don't have it in front of me it doesn't exist yeah and I was trying to explain um, to like I didn't forget it was just it wasn't there and I heard you say that and now that's I'm using it every day yeah well I used to have like like a few years back when I was living by myself out in Vancouver I had a I, I bought like in my kitchen I worked from home at the time and my kitchen was like my office and I I bought like a couple of like giant bulletin boards and put them up on the wall and I put the calendar for the entire year up on like I'd buy a calendar and take it apart like cut each page out and put the whole year up and then I would like every time a bill came I'd have to like highlight the due date and like pin it to the wall you know and it was like and there's post-it notes everywhere and it was like that was the only way I could kind of have a, a, a picture in my mind of like everything that was going on in my world was to like see all of it on the wall in front of me at once and, and like look at it every day because as soon as I like as soon as I get a bill and it gets like folded up and like tucked into a folder or something it's like it disappears and you know yeah. I just had I had a, like a silly story but like my home internet service I'm three months behind on paying that bill right now because like I just forget when it's due and I don't and I I set an alert on my phone and then I don't know why that didn't work and then and I was calling them trying to get them to mail me a paper bill because I'm like I need the bill in the mail every month so I see it and then I pay it you know and and, and it just was this hassle and I finally yesterday like was like on the phone with them like like begging for and they're finally like okay we'll mail you a bill every month and I'm like thank you like because this just keeps happening I keep like three times a year I get behind like two or three months and then they call me and I'm like okay yeah I'll just I'll, I'll go online and I'll pay it right now but like I don't know why I can't ever get that piece together you know I'm the same I'm the same I keep like calling oh please 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 don't cut me off don't cut me off I forgot to pay I'm gonna pay it now don't yeah. cut me off uh, and then each time the person asks me, uh, can you tell me why you're late or what? And my only answer is, no, I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's like, and it's, it's like, like I, I could say, I, I forgot, I could say that, but that's not what happened. It's not the same as forgetting something. No, it's not the same. And, and it's frustrating for, I think, like... <sighs> When I when we're talking about this, I feel like if I'm talking to a neurotypical person about this, like I sound like I'm just a crazy person or like I'm making excuses. <laughs> yeah. Like I sound like I'm just making excuses or I'm lazy or I'm just disorganized and I guess I am disorganized if I'm not organized, but I don't feel like it's the same. I feel like it's just this weird thing that happens with my brain where it literally just disappears. It's no longer there. And and it and it 
I don't know how to, I don't know any way to like really work around that other than trying to like, like I said, keep something in front of my eyes, you know, so that I can see it. But anyway, it's like, I'm so glad to talk to people that can relate because I feel like I'm just a lunatic when I talk about this with other. Oh, it felt so good hearing you say that. <laughs> oh my God! Such a weight off my shoulder. <laughs> it's like I'm not the only one. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm. I yeah, you're. You know, I'm 43, and I'm like, I, I've my entire life, I've never been able to get this together. And it, it's not. I mean, sometimes I've had money issues, but sometimes when I'm working and I'm fine for money I still can't do it on time and it's not even that the money isn't there it's just I don't know <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be like, oh yeah I need to do it uh, and then my brain will take me somewhere else and it's just like you said for it, it doesn't exist anymore yeah it, um it's like uh, reading or listening to podcasts. Uh, it will bring up an idea or a thought, or and I'm gonna uh, like my thoughts. I, my brain's gonna be wandering in another direction completely. Yeah. But I, I know afterwards when I come back to whatever I was doing, I know that I, I was still listening to podcasts. I was still watching TV. I was still reading. Yeah. But it just never entered my mind because I was thinking about something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. It is. It is. So, wow, man. I mean, it, it feels really good to talk to you. I, I'm, I'm, I know it wasn't easy, and I appreciate you taking the time. Um, it's harder for you. You have the responsibility. I don't. <laughs> well, feels good. Well, no, I have I mean, to. It feels good. <laughs> I have. To, I have the responsibility of coming up with better questions than just say hello. <laughs> no, it's I. One thing that I. Uh, they all often talk about um, special special age. Like, I'm sorry. One of the problems I have is calling it. Uh, I have a problem with phone calls. Okay, yeah. So I need to call a dentist, like classic, which I did. I have my appointment. Um, but for the last two years, I've been like losing teeth. And I have this hillbilly look right now. That's not very good. Yeah. Uh, but, so, oh shit, see? Switch. From what I was saying, I don't remember where I, where I was going. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I just, uh, I had a problem pronouncing a word because of those teeth uh, that I'm oh, missing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no idea what I, what I was talking about. Um, I'm trying to think what it what could have been, yeah. Now, like, is there anything else that you w- want to discuss or anything, like, about tomorrow you're still thinking about that we haven't talked about? or? Um, hmm. No, right now I'm just, um, my mind is just going through every possible outcome. Yeah. And, uh, I'll know tomorrow when I get there tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, until then, I'm, I'm just going to have uh, high anxiety and, um, this is the only, it won't leave my mind until tomorrow. Sure. I hope you're able to get some sleep at least, but... Oh, yeah, this, there's no problem with that. Yeah. But I'm really, I mean, I'm glad we got to talk, especially at this time. I know it's high anxiety, but it, it, it just, it's this process that we're going through is so interesting because it's, it's, I, like we've talked about before, but it, it, the, the focus, the autism conversation in general in, in society is, is really focused on kids, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because, you know, like, it is what it is. But there's there are so many adults 
our age who sort of slipped through the cracks or slipped through the system and, and didn't get that diagnosis when we were kids and have kind of lived our whole lives and struggled with all these different things and then we're you know in our 40s 50s whatever going okay we start researching on our own like something happens like we read an article or we watch a, a movie or something where we see a you know a lot of it I it's like we read an article by someone with Asperger's and we go oh my god that's me and then we start researching and then all of a sudden we're like oh this is it and then we have to start going to these professionals to to get a diagnosis and and that can be such a tricky thing because a there's a lot of doubt out there that like yeah, it's like am i hypochondriac yeah like are we making it up are we imagining things or are yeah. are are they are they thinking that we're a hypochondriac or we're making shit up and then there's also i find that's the the sort of cruel irony is that people with this condition we can we can be so bad at navigating the system that that it's like it feels so daunting to even try to like make those calls and make those appointments and go in and do it because it's just so difficult for us to do that stuff does that do you relate to any of that or yeah, totally um uh, an image uh there's um a comedian here came out as an Asperger's uh, a couple of years ago, and the image the image he uses uh, when dealing with uh, uh, neurotypicals in general, and especially when you have to go through uh, um, what you just said. Yeah. Forgot the word. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, and I think that image is extremely appropriate. He said, it's like watching the movie in slow motion. It's like there's somebody in front of you explaining something, and it's so slow compared to all that's going on in your brain while you're listening to that person. Huh. So that's what makes it easy to just lose focus and turn to something more interesting, turn to something else, or just stop navigating through complicated uh, procedures uh, when you're dealing with the government. And yeah. Like that. Interesting. That's a comedian that said that. Yeah. What do you remember his or her name or? Yeah, his name. Uh, he's French speaking. His name is uh, Louis. L O U I S. Yeah. Uh, he only uses. Um, uh, the first letter of his last name, so Louis T. Louis T. Okay. Uh, he made a documentary about it. Uh, I'll send you a link if you want. Oh, that'd I'll be post great. A link on the uh, Facebook page. Thank you. I'd love to see it's that. It's in yeah. French, though. Yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll have to brush up on my French a bit, or maybe I'll find a subtitled version or something. But that's cool. Well, hey, can we? Um, I mean, last thing I'm kind of wondering, like, I don't want to get you to talk about if you can is like so you've done all this research yourself you, you the Asperger's diagnosis sounds to you like the right fit or or a right fit possibly with other things are, are, well, like, do you, uh, I've done the um, of the test the uh, AQ EQ AQ, AQ yeah okay I, there's only one test uh, that you're talking about but the ones I did there's like four different tests yeah uh, evaluating different aspects of it okay and I scored extremely high yeah uh, the one specific to Asperger's uh, I scored 46 yeah and like at stops at 45 and what's right above the, the Asperger's uh, the, the on, out of on fifty, on a possible score of fifty, yeah, uh, you have normal, you know, norm, neurotypical will range uh, between this and that. And, yeah, uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it's between like let's say I don't know, thirty and forty-five. Okay, and I scored forty-six. Okay, so this and the one about uh, friendships and relationships. This one, I'm like way, way above Asperger's. 
Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, in, in my mind, there's no doubt. Yeah. So what? And, Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I just like, I, I, I'm all, I almost fear that I read too much about it and that I'll be too technical when I talk about it to my mom. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, am I gonna, is, is there a possibility that I'll be more up to date than yeah. my doctor is on the subject? I have that same worry. Like, I worry, like, I, I've done so much research that I've, it's like I, I worry that I'll walk in there and sound like I'm reciting from a textbook or something. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, right. it's just the way I'll speak. I'll be like, well, this is this, and this is that, and this is that. About, and, and I'll be like, oh, my God, I, I don't know if I'll sound like a human being or just like a, 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 a <laughs> you know, like a dictaphone or something. Yeah, it's like, and I feel like right now, hearing my voice, I feel like I sound normal, you know, and in public, I feel like I sound normal. But as I said, I'm experiencing, experiencing very high anxiety. Yeah. So most of the time on the surface, I'll be like this calm water, you know, a lake with uh, no wind. And yeah. the water is all flat, calm and nice. But it, inside, I feel like a, a bucket of boiling water. Yeah. I feel the same way. I, man, it's so like refreshing to hear because I feel like I was talking to someone the other day about this and, and like the anxiety part of it and I was saying you know it's not like I have anxiety attacks it's like I just live in a constant state of low-level anxiety that sometimes moves up and down but it's never gone I'm never not anxious (laughs) you know like I'm never I'm never not stressed Um, I'm I'm never completely free from the depression it's like all that stuff is just sort of always there walking along with me everywhere I go it just there are flare-ups of of it at different times like like any normal human you just go through you have situations that give you higher levels of anxiety but but it's just it's never it's never not there I'm even just normal things like going to work like I I drive to work and the whole drive there it's like I'm talking myself down from my anxiety and it's like I don't know why because I'm fine like I I know how to do my job you know what I mean like there's no real reason to be anxious it's just it just it's just I'm always worried about something like like what people are going to say or if I'm going to say the wrong thing or if a situation's going to happen I'm not going to know how to deal with it or just there's the anxiety of just being in a work environment where I have to try to understand what everybody's doing and saying and feeling and thinking and and that, and that just is so hard, I guess. It's just, that's the anxiety part of it, you know. It sometimes makes me wonder, am I schizophrenic or Asperger's? Yeah, well, My I guess... works too much. Yeah. I don't hear voices, so I guess I'm good. Yeah. I don't, I don't that often. <laughs> <laughs> I have once or twice, but not often enough to make me worry about it. <laughs> I had a line, I used to write music, and I had a line once in one of my songs, I said, uh, I hear voices in my head and they tell me I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I wish I had those. Yeah, right. Like all the voices in my head are going, you're fine, man, don't worry about us, you're good. (laughs) Oh, So, last, last question I have for you is, what do you hope to accomplish like if you get a get a diagnosis of, of Asperger's or autism spectrum disorder or, or you know like do you have do you have a goal in mind or a set of goals like what do you hope to accomplish with with sort of making it like an official diagnosis uh, first of all I want to establish a new baseline of what, of what my normal is um, yeah. Like, I'll spend um, almost all day long having a headset on, yeah. listening to podcasts or to music, or anything, but always cutting myself off of the um, surroundings. Yeah. Um, and uh, if if I look at it as me 
as a neurotypical, this would be extremely weird. Yeah. If I look at it from the viewpoint of an Asperger, that would be normal. So I, I wouldn't have to bother with it. I wouldn't have to think about it. I'm at my age. I don't give a shit about what people think about it. Yeah. So, but I want to be able to feel good about my normal self. So I want to establish this new baseline of normal yeah. that fits me. Yeah. And then, of course, I want to go back to work as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, and you said you've been off three years. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, w would being diagnosed, like, would it, would that give you access to like any sort of programs, like work programs or treatment programs or things that could help you get back into work sooner? Or how does that, or have like assistance or anything? Yeah, probably the insurance. Uh, my insurer would uh, help with that to make sure that they don't have to pay for my salary longer than necessary. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's like reassuring because um, before uh, thinking of myself as an Asperger's, I had no idea how I could go back to work and how I, you know, I'm not up to date. I work on um, uh, communications, web, um, social media. Yeah. And it's like three years is like a century you know sure everything changes so fast yeah so um but now i know that if i go back i have a pretty good idea of how much time i would need to get myself up to date um yeah and like i wouldn't it, it would be like okay give me this amount of time to just focus on relearning to do my job again. Yeah. Which is like, we're talking about weeks here, not even months. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it would allow me to set up the rules with confidence and um, not having to rely on other people who are always there to, you know, like HR who are supposed to help you, but they, they have no idea how, they have no idea how to deal with a uh, person who comes back from depression, let alone a person who would come back with a, uh, an Asperger diagnosis. Yeah. So, uh, I know that I would be the one person to know how to do that. Yeah. Does it sound, sound strange? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> not at all. No, I get it. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, good luck, man. This is. I, I, I guess. I guess we'll wind it down. But I, I. I really appreciate you taking the time, and and I'm. I'm gonna be thinking about you tomorrow, and Thanks. and I sending you sending works. you good vibes, whatever that's worth. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Um, and uh, and yeah, maybe we we can. Yeah, I'll post something uh, on uh, Facebook after to let you know how it went. Yeah. Uh, so I hope this talk was useful. Uh, most of the time, I feel like I'm rambling. No. Uh, oh. I've well, I've enjoyed every second of it. So thank you. I, I'm sure you know the. The, the eight or nine people who listen to this podcast will appreciate it. <laughs> but, um, that's, you know. Just don't stop. You're good at it. So well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I want, you know, it'll keep going. It'll keep growing, but it's all good. I mean, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I, I say that jokingly, but honestly, like, I, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's, you know, here's the cliche, it's quality, not quantity, and it's true. It's just like, I, I it's the, the, the people like yourself and Jerry the other day, like just having these conversations 
already I'm just like tells me that this is uh, a path that I want to be on right now you know doing this so I appreciate you taking the time and and yeah wish you the best of luck tomorrow and yeah let's keep in touch and maybe we'll do this again down the road somewhere cool alright appreciate all the work you put in yeah. uh, doing this thing so thanks a lot yeah well thank you uh, yeah so uh, bonsoir and, and, and good luck tomorrow thanks alright thank you bye bonsoir bye bye Okay, everyone, that was a conversation with uh, Jean-Francois in Montreal. Thanks for taking the time to do that. And yeah, he's going in tomorrow to talk to a psychiatrist and a psychologist um, about his Asperger's slash autism. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll follow up with him later. And I hope I hope you all enjoyed that conversation or, or got something out of it. And um, I know I did. It's it's. I really enjoy getting to, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but I, I, I appreciate a lot and I'm grateful for getting to speak to people, um, who are going through similar things and, and, you know, it's, it's refreshing when somebody says something and you're like, me too. And you say something and they're like, me too. And you're like, oh my God, I'm not by myself. Like there's, there, there are other people out there, um, who experience these things and these thoughts and feelings and this way of being in the world and, and, and everything else. So anyway, um, thanks again for listening. Uh, check, check the, uh, Facebook page and the Instagram at adulting with Asperger's. Um, and like I said, we've got a, a, a private Facebook group started. So look for that on Facebook, adulting with Asperger's. It's a private Facebook group, um, just for people, adults on the spectrum to have private conversations support each other share articles you know whatever else um you know that's a conversation that's that's in private so it's just for us um you know i've I've got a few people i've heard from who are um not out yet to their friends and family so they appreciate having that that's you know where that idea came from to make this private group that we could talk um you know where people didn't have to worry that on a public Facebook page, somebody they know might see it. So, so there it is. Um, check that out and please share the podcast, tell your friends, rate it on whatever app you use to listen to, um, and leave comments and all that stuff that is appreciated. That's how it's going to get out there by, by you, you all who are listening, um, doing that stuff that'll help get it out there and that's appreciated and yeah if you are an adult either diagnosed or undiagnosed or in the process of being diagnosed and all that stuff with with asperger's with autism spectrum disorder high functioning autism whatever you want to call it um please reach out and if you would be interested in in talking to me for this podcast i would love to talk to you so well uh, until next time Thanks again. Um, Peace, love, Asperger's. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.